Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. The Links and Locks Podcast. Podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another edition of the Links and Locks Best Bets podcast presented by Bet365. I'm Jason Sobel from the Action Network. He is Ben Everell from golf bet and over the next little bit we're going to play 18 holes making 18 bets for this week's worldwide technology championship and a very new golf course with a very famous course designer we'll tell you about that in just a second before we move any further just wanted to once again tell you that the links and locks podcast is presented by bet365 and bet365 they don't do ordinary it believes that every sport should be epic every tournament every game every point every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, see for yourself. When you sign up today with code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, you'll get $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 or older only must be present in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Colorado, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms and conditions, as always, apply. Moving on to this week's event. I teased it there a little bit, Benny, but for the first time ever, a Tiger Woods-designed golf course will be used as a PGA Tour venue, El Cardinal at Diamante in Cabo San Lucas. And you know what? I thought, hey, it's a good idea for a change. Let's have on somebody that's actually played the golf course and has a little bit of knowledge there. Oh, but wait, it's you, Ben. You played there. Yes, I was there in July um, and got a little sneak peek of uh, El Cardinal and how it's going to play for these guys. Um, had a bit of a hit. It was stinking hot, you can imagine. In fact, I took my father-in-law out and he almost passed out and he was out of it for an whole other, another, another whole day uh, during that trip in, in uh in Cabo because of that heat, but it won't be quite as hot uh, for these guys as they go there this weekend. It still will be warm. Uh, and honestly, unless the wind blows, they could go super low on this place. Um, look, it's it's a Tiger 
the first one Tiger designed, basically. And think of it what, when, when Tiger was playing in his peak. What did he like? He liked room to drive the ball as far as he could. And then he liked some action on the greens. And that's pretty much what it is. It's, it's you know, it's for the, the big hitters should be able to sort of just pump it out there all day long. There are some, like, even the first hole is a very gettable par five for these guys downhill. And then some, uh, you know, one or two drivable par fours. Uh, you'll also, but you'll have some defense, I guess, in some tiers on the greens. So they have to make sure they do hit the right portion of the greens. Otherwise, they'll have a few mini golf or circus-like putts. Uh, but yeah, look, I, I'm leaning towards the bigger hitter. I've got to tell you, there's, we go up and down, essentially the slopes uh, on the course. And the guys who can bomb it are going to have a much easier time coming into those sectioned greens. Yeah, par 72 plays just about 7,450 yards this week. Some thought that it might be a little fast and firm. And again, we are we are recording very early this week. I'll throw a caveat out there because you and I uh, have some other commitments. So we're getting this thing done. Um, it's still morning on, on Monday for you out on the West Coast. Yeah. So uh, very early this week. Have not heard from players yet. Haven't heard how the course is playing. Anything like that. So again, um, just a little... Uh, caveat, throwing that out there before we get going. But uh, without further ado, as we always do during the PGA Tour season every week, let's play 18 holes, making 18 bets for this week's Worldwide Technology Championship. Ben Emerald, you're on the tee. Swing away. All right, Chalky Benny's going to start up straight out of the gate here. Uh, Chalky Benny. (laughs) It's my first outright player. Not the outright favorite, but pretty close to it. Uh, Because... Uh, and he's not at the end of the podcast, as you know, when I usually like my best pick because he hasn't played in a while. Um, but Cameron Young, this course is actually, as I just sort of mentioned, designed for a player exactly like him. So yeah. the problem being that I haven't seen him play in a long time. He wasn't necessarily going great guns towards the end of the year either. But there's a reason he's picked this event to play because the course is Cameron Young's type of course. It's like, here you go, bomb away. Get down there, just get yourself on the green and be half decent at putting, and he should be right up on this leaderboard. The, the plus twelve hundred again, not exciting, but I think that if Cameron Young brings any sort of his regular game, this course is literally made for him. And we know he still needs that win. Wants that win pretty bad. Uh, well, here's your chance, buddy, and that's why he's going there. So I can't discount him, even though the number, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, look, uh, as I wrote my preview this week, Cameron Young might be my favorite player on the board if there wasn't such a thing called odds. It's just <laughs> tough to get behind a guy at 11-1, to 12-1, who has had a lot of chances that hasn't won a PGA Tour event yet. But um, I, I probably, just with, with so many unknowns this week, my strategy is to look further down the board and find some other players that don't have such short odds. But uh, you may yeah. just play Cameron Young and, you know, single bullet theory and just go after one guy. And uh, that might be the guy this week. And that would not surprise me. Sort of in the same vein that Sahith Thigala got his first PGA Tour win at the Fortnite Championship uh, just last month. It wouldn't be surprised if uh, Cameron Young does the same thing. All right. As mm-hmm. always, I will start off hole number two with my favorite long shot outright play. And again, I, I think this is just a good week to chase guys that you like. And yeah, I know, Ben, you you think that it'll play for the longer hitters, and I I tend to agree with you there, but I'm basically just looking at guys that, eh, guys I've played during the year, they haven't won yet, but I think they're capable of winning on the PGA Tour. And so I'll start with the first guy who, 
He's getting the Ricky Fowler treatment lately because he's on TV more when he's not playing than when he is playing. I mean, I was watching football yesterday, and there's Sam Ryder commercials on network TV. Good for Sam. Uh, I'm glad he got that that last name connection for the uh, the Ryder company. He's all over the commercials. Maybe his play will uh, will help their investment a little bit in him. He is 70 to one this week on a week when I don't think there are a whole lot of numbers that really look good to me, quite frankly, because mm-hmm. of the inferior field. 70 to one on Sam Ryder feels like a pretty nice number. Yeah, look, I guess we should have got to this first. It's philosophy, right, on how you're going to approach a week like this when you don't have course uh, history to go by. Um, and even we've had a week off as well. I know that, you know, like in terms of momentum, one week can be a long time in golf, like not playing for a week, no event, et cetera, can sort of, you can lose that vibe you've been going. So it is a, it really is a throw the tees in the air and see where they land type of week. So do you go right. one or two sort of bigger bets, you know, like you said, on a favorite or near the top and just, you know, sit back and see what happens? Or, or do you try to spread out? and take an, an opportunity week like you, you mentioned and, and get these decent players at 50, 60, 70, 80 to 1 um, or even go higher and I'll bring in some long shots later myself um, that, you know, it, it is. It's a bit of a throw the dartboard, isn't it? So uh, figure out your, your your theory and how you're going to attack the week and then I'd say just stick to that. Um, we'll, we'll give you all these options, but it's definitely not necessarily, put it this way, some weeks I'm, I'm saying, hey, you know, Put ten on every single one of my nine picks here. You know what I mean, like. But other weeks, like this, I'm 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 saying like, listen to what we have, make your own thoughts, uh, have your own analysis, etc. And then maybe just go on one, two, or three of them and sit back and and watch the football and flip over flip over late and Sunday and see if you you're still in the mix. But hey, okay, if, so if nothing else, we're talking about that. Even even if you don't have bets this week, and a lot of times, look, I, yeah. I've talked about it for years now that. Betting gives us a personal investment in the product and makes us want to watch. If you've got some yeah. skin in the game, all of a sudden you go, well, let's turn it on. There are reasons to watch this week. Uh, Tiger's design and the views of the Pacific that uh, might get you going, might get you into it a little bit more than just betting on it. I'm not going to tell anyone, don't bet, you know, certainly, uh, you know, yeah. bet responsibly and, and find some plays that you like, and hopefully we can help you out. But th- this is probably one of the weeks where it's like, I'm not emptying out the account. On this one, I'll put yes. it that way. Definitely, definitely, that's the case. Like, yeah, you want a little bit of skin in the game, just to have some enjoyment factor. Um, but definitely, if, if you know, not not a week to chase, not a week to put a thousand million dollars on on anything. It's just enjoy <laughs> yourself, uh, like we say most times. But all right, with that being said, uh, I'll go into. You, I'm going to go straight into a top five because you mentioned this guy, and again, not huge. Oh, this is like basically plus three, three, three. I think for a top five. But again, um, Sahith Digala, you mentioned he was able to do what he was able to do at Fortinet. Again, it sets up for him as well. He's he's got the confidence. I think he'll he'll contend. He's got the long ball in him too if he needs it. Uh, I think he's somewhat playing with house money. Going to have a nice time down there in Cabo. Um, not a great not great odds again, but I do expect uh, that Thigala will contend. So I've slotted him here top five. But what you'll see from me today is essentially everything I've got. Short of the absolute long shots, I think can win this tournament, right? Mm-hmm. So no matter where I've slotted them, we're talking about taking a punt or taking a stab and, and riding a guy you like. I'm going to let you know that everyone I've got, whether it's 5, 10, 20, 40, et cetera, I think they're actual chances to win this thing and you can slide them where you like. Um, so Thigala, another guy that this course suits for me, I've slotted him in the top five, but 10, 
first, whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Figala is a guy who, if there's one part of his game that he struggles with, it's finding the fairway. So if you're telling me there's wide landing areas off the tee, then it should suit his game pretty well this week. I'm going to go to the fourth hole and have my top five play. A guy that's been playing some good golf lately. He's also in that little purgatory from between 51 and 60 on the PGA Tours FedEx Cup points list right now, where it's like, he's sort of in, sort of not, got to do some work. I like JJ Spawn. I like where his game's been going recently. He was sixth place in Japan a few weeks ago. And so to me, he makes sense again on a course where we, we just don't know a whole lot and we don't understand yet uh, exactly who it's going to play to. I'll take a guy who's gained strokes with his approach shots, with his irons, in his last 15 events, J.J. Spohn's been on fire with those irons. So uh, if it turns into, again, uh, there's a course that Tiger designed. Tiger's all about iron play. If it turns into a flushing contest between these guys, I think J.J. Spohn can win that one. Yeah, good point. And again, another thing I'll bring in here is we sort of touched on the last few weeks, but there is still this fight for cards and fight for those 10 spots, 51 to 60, to get into Pebble Beach and... Uh, uh, early next, the the signature series or whatever you want to call it, early next year. So those guys have still got motivation to play well um, as the next 10 in the FedEx Cup. Uh, and also look at guys around that 125 bubble and decide whether you think that that's going to affect them in a positive or negative way. That might be where you can find a little bit of, of headway when you're looking at these type of picks. And you're right, JJ Spawn has been playing sneakily well. Um, I, I was looking at him, there were a few matchups this early, you know, groups of five or groups of four for the 72 that I liked a guy. And then I saw Spawn against him. I'm like, I'm staying out of that one because he's a bit mm-hmm. of a wild card. He can play well. He's been playing well. Um, so that that it, it in itself tells you that you might be onto something there. Where are you right, going with your fifth hole? Fifth hole. All right, let's go. Let's go to a top 10 play because I love, I actually like this play in the, um, it's only that I'm trying not to be biased that I didn't put him up in the top to win this this week. But 30th on tour in putting, but also 39th on tour driving distance when you count all drives can absolutely smash it up around the 300 no matter what club he's using off the tee. Uh, but at plus 900 or so for a top 10 this week, Lucas Herbert, the Aussie man. This is a course that theoretically should sit him now also if there is wind at any stage again we're way early doing this i don't know the forecast but that is one of the defenses of this course if the wind blows it's going to cause a little bit of havoc and this man can play in the wind he won in bermuda doing that um he's grown up in melbourne you know knows how to play in the wind so lucas herbert um is someone that i would look to slot anywhere along that outright top five top 10 even top 20 i've got him in top 10 here at reasonable odds uh lucas herbert has the mold to play well even if the wind blows you know it's funny benny anytime there is a windswept or potentially windswept fast firm golf course i look to your brethren the aussies to find somebody (laughs) i don't have any aussies on my list here for the podcast this week i did write up in my uh preview at the action network uh harrison endicott as a very low cost low owned dfs play this week and you know if you want to put it in betting terms a, a top 30, top 40 type of play. But I, I do think there's probably some value in some of those low-end Aussies this week. Herbert's a little bit higher on the board. But yeah, this uh, remember, he won, was it Bermuda a couple of years ago, yeah, Herbert, where yeah, yeah. the wind was blowing all over the place. So um, you, you kind of look at guys that have been there, done that. 
Herbert won on a tropical course in windy conditions. Joel Damon a couple years ago, tropical mm-hmm. course, windy conditions. So you kind of look at the guys that have done it in the past and you say, you know what? Uh, those might be the guys you want to target for certain bets this week. Uh, as we get to the sixth old Ben, uh, I'm going to go with the guy that I talked about a few weeks ago. Uh, it's a short-term play, but really this is even a long-term play as well because I am very bullish on Cameron Champ. Now that sounds like mm-hmm. if he hasn't figured out the mental side of the game, he's at least on the right track with it. And we know that he has all the physical talents. We know that he's got all the tools, the obvious driving distance. Um, you know, he mashes the ball off the tee. I will take Cameron Champ this week for a top 10. I don't know that he's going to replicate like those wins that he's had earlier in his career, where anytime he got in contention, it was sort of a mini Max Homa type thing, where he got into contention and he won. It wasn't like, yeah. a, oh, well, I kind of I, I built my way up to it. Very much like Siwoo Kim, too. There's a comparison there. But I can see him being like Siwoo was this past year, which is, well, I'm not winning at the same rate that I was winning as far as my title contentions, but my name is up there on more leaderboards. I'm consistently playing better, high-level golf, and I can see Cameron Champ doing the same over the next 12 months. Well, I'll just segue straight into what was going to be my quote-unquote bank builder uh, this week. and. Usually I like, as you know, in the top 40 to go a plus market, but I saw Champ at the around about the minus 120 and thought, you know what? Cam Champ, very conservative, top 40 player, bank builder for me. I think absolutely. I, I, I think he'll do way better than 40th, to be honest. I yeah. think he can contend in this tournament. But I saw that as a as the option to effectively, you know, pay for whatever you else you, you might be doing this week. Um, it, it, he is definitely on the the right trajectory. Um, just like you pointed out, I think the, the, the most, the biggest key to this is how he's been talking about it and how he's, how his mentality has seemingly changed. Um, he doesn't seem to be as much fly off the handle and the world's against me when one shot goes wrong, like he was in the past, uh, didn't really have the fortitude in some events when one little thing went wrong or two things went wrong. That has not been the case of late. He's absolutely playing well. I think if he can continue this trend over the rest of the fall, he is a, he's a dark horse to have a big year next year. So we'll see uh, how that trend continues. But, yeah, so my next hole would have been a top 40 play on champ as a conservative bank builder uh, at about the one, minus 120 scenario. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. 
Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, I think that makes sense there. All right, we get to the eighth hole, and uh, I'm going to go back with uh, another big hitter. Guy coming off the Corn Ferry Tour who's going to have his PGA Tour card for the first time, but he's played in a decent amount of PGA Tour events. He went six of eight, making the cut last season with a couple of top tens. This season, he was three for four in limited starts because he was busy playing Corn Ferry Tour events. Finished 23rd over there. Speaking to your Aussies, had James Nitties, former pro, on our radio show recently. He's been covering the Corn Ferry Tour, and I asked him, uh, who's who are some of the guys that we're going to be watching out for on the PGA Tour this coming year? And the first name he mentioned is this guy I'm talking about, Chris Goderup, the uh, Oklahoma oh, yeah. product, who has played some good golf, like I said, at this level already. Only 23rd on the Corn Ferry list, but look, doesn't really matter. Once you get there, you got to do something with it. And so it doesn't, you know, yeah, there's some more perks with being first on the list than 23rd. But uh, this is a guy who's going to get a little head start on some of his fellow Corn Ferry Tour guys getting in this week. And I'll throw him in there for a top 20. Like I said, he's played some good golf. A uh, total of nine made cuts in 12 career starts on the PGA Tour so far. Uh, really tragic golf listeners that listen to everything and know everything about golf will know that Kevin Price is the, the tours, uh, corn Ferry to tour guru. And yep. has look, he loves all of the guys that play that tour a lot. I'll put that out there, but speaks very highly of Chris Goddard's attempt chances, uh, to sort of take that next step. So, um, haven't seen enough of him personally myself, but we've, you've got nitties who's been watching him, who I do respect very much because he knows his golf and combined with Kev, who sees more KFT than anyone else in the universe, um, that speaks volumes for, for Goddard's future. So good to see there. All right, you did a top 20. I'll finish off with a, a top 20, if you like. Um, random dude from this time a year ago, you would have thought would have done a lot more in the last 12 months. Um, but recently decided to put his name back up in the lights a little bit. Canadian big hitter who my only concern this week will be he's not the greatest putter in the universe, but if he can get himself on the greens in a reasonable amount of time because he smashes the ball and has just put up a T3 recently, uh, Taylor Pendrith for me as a top 20 player and a potential winner. I think it's about plus 220-ish for, for a top 20. I also did notice a, uh, a matchup where he had to beat four other guys at plus 400 as the outsider over, let me see here, Ramey, KH Lee, um, Montgomery, and Callum Tarrant, and I've got a little asterisk on Tarrant because he's that the one that worries me in that little five ball because mm-hmm. he can also hit it a long way. But plus 400 to just beat four guys, Taylor Pendrith, um, I think might have one of those good weeks that we haven't seen enough of after he was on in the international team a year ago. Uh, did not kick on like I would have liked to see, but a little ray of hope in his recent play. Yeah, so Ben, you mentioned it there, and I, I like Pendrith, but... I almost feel like if you're going in on him, go all in. Yeah, take yeah. take him and play the outright or don't play yeah. him at all. Uh, the thing with Pendrith, who I thought was going to have a big year, 
uh, was doing absolutely nothing. Got to the Rocket Mortgage uh, late June, early July, and finished in 14th place. His next start, sixth at the Barbasol. We're like, all right, here he comes. You know, it wasn't good for a while, but now he's trending in the right direction. Womp, womp. Missed the cut in four straight. And then you're like, forget that guy. I'm not playing Pendrith at all. And then he comes back and finishes third in Las Vegas. And you're like, wait, yeah. okay, now I want him. I, you're kind of going back and forth. You're chasing the good stuff, trying to stay away from yeah. the bad stuff. He hasn't played since the Shriners about three weeks ago. I don't know which Taylor Pendrith is going to show up, but if I'm playing Man. him, I'm playing for the ceiling, not the floor. And so yep. I do think that he's got that potential to go out and play really, really well. But he's also got potential to play really poorly too. He's the one that he's the one that if he if he happens to be running T two after the first round, I'm probably not going to be chirping about it early. I'm yeah. going to wait, you know. Yeah. Like whereas if my other picks are up there early, I like to send you a text. Say, look at my boy, whatever Pendrith. <laughs> I might be just holding back, even if he's up there. But I'd, wow. yeah, I'd look look. As I said, you're right. It's a good point you make. Maybe if you like him, if you're Canadian, you just or you you think that maybe he has found something. Maybe he's the guy you put your ten bucks on the outright and just sit back and watch him. I don't know. Yeah. So we're gonna get to the back nine in just a second here, making nine more bets for the Worldwide Technology Championship. But first, another reminder that the Links and Locks podcast is presented by Bet Three Six Five. Bet Three Six Five doesn't do ordinary. It believes that every sport should be epic. Every tournament, every game, every point, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today with code ACTION and you'll get $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 or older only must be present in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms and conditions apply. All right. We're getting to the 10th hole. As always, I like to make my first round leader play here at the 10th hole and found something interesting. You know, since the beginning of the fall schedule, the Zozo is a little different because there are some big time players. I think Colin Morikawa was your first round leader there. But the first three events on the schedule here in the fall, your first round leaders were Lucas Herbert, Chesson Hadley, and Bo Hostler. Fine players, all of them, but if you're going to do the Chalky Benny thing and take a guy near the top of the board for your first round leader play, I'm telling you right now, Ben, you're doing it wrong. I know what you're doing. I know you're going probably Ludwig Ober for your first round leader play. Yeah, yeah. nodding your head at me already. No, don't do that. Go with something further down the board. I'm going to go with a guy who has the best name for a fan club on the entire PGA Tour. We're going to get t-shirts made. We had them on the radio show a couple months ago. I I love it. Tribe Called Quest for Peter. That's right. Quest. K-U-E-S-T. That's how it's pronounced. I I like him for first-round leader, Ben, because in 36 of his PGA Tour rounds this season, he's shot 68 or better in 14 of them. And he's broken 65 or shot 65 or better in four of those 36. That That's a pretty good rate of return right there. When you're looking for a guy that's trying to go low, another guy who's a big hitter who should thrive on this golf course. And again, I'm just not going with the favorite 
for a first round leader play. How about you, Ben? All right, eleventh hole. I am. I am going exactly <laughs> like you well. said. Uh, but but here's one of the things. I know we have listeners, obviously, all through the US, but we do have listeners in the UK and in Australia and other places as well, where there are uh, quote unquote betting exchanges available. And this, my method, definitely works more in favour of the people who are involved in that sort of. Uh, playing where you can get on a player at a certain value and then when they move down you can offer them up and lay them off as well right so with that being said yes i don't i i actually think ludwig aubert is again tailor-made for this course he's been obviously playing well he's chasing a victory but i saw like plus 850 plus 750 in some markets to win this tournament I'm sorry, ridiculous to, to jump on that with four rounds to go at a place where what if the wind blows? What if this happens? What if that happens? You know, like it's just way too short, but you can get around 18 to one, sometimes 20 to one that he can lead in the first round. Um, I am not aware of where he will be playing, i.e. early Thursday or not. Uh, I do know, though, he is not being um, placed in the key featured groups. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, you read the like um sometimes there are young players are given the shelter of not always being so maybe maybe it's a scenario where look look we've been hammering him for a month and six weeks or whatever let's not throw the cameras on him again straight away we've got Mm -hmm. other players we'll use etc etc um you know so maybe being out of the spotlight will be helpful for him in those early rounds as well um one player though that is going out early I do know is on Thursday is Cameron Young. So that's another option if you're looking chalky and someone you don't want to get on at the 12 to 1 for the overall. Uh, maybe Cameron Young is another one to look at for that first round lead. He could go out, start hot, but he hasn't played in a long time. So that's yep. why he's on my list. Now, look, let's be honest. It, it's a throw, you're throwing darts, first round leader. You always are. So you, you take a thing, you, you take a punt. You can either go down my method, as I said, and it's more about trying to get the guy at the top of the board who you think can win at a better value. That's all it is. It's a, it's a value play. Um, or you can get the dartboard out, you can get the roulette wheel out, and you can have a crack at guys who you think are maybe a, are very talented and are going to play well, but not quite there when it comes to four rounds and winning. A, a guy that you mentioned actually comes out a lot, Bo Hosler is a player mm-hmm. that, um, look, he's he's definitely good enough to win on the tour but for whatever reason he's got that bugaboo and you know can't quite get over the line so he becomes an actual great player to do in first round leader scenarios if you think that he's going to play well um maybe take a pun on those those players if you if you will and and look there there probably isn't a player in the field <laughs> maybe there are a few but you know like you can make an argument for any of them so if you want to have a little lottery stab sit there in that 50 to 75 to 80 to 1 and see a name you like and have a crack. But um, for me, I play the the Obeam line, hoping that if it hits, you get your 18 to 1. If it doesn't, he's not going to be 750. He's going to be two or three back and you still like him. You might be able to get on him for the outright at 12 to 1, 13 to 1, go from there. So the one thing about Studvig that I'll say is the fact that he is not playing catch-up, essentially trying to uh, learn and prep for a course this week that everyone else has played and has experience on is a level playing field, which essentially should give him an indirect advantage. All right. Uh, you gave me a very nice segue there, Benny, into the 12th hole where I will talk about Bo Hostler. And I, I expect him to be 
a very popular outright selection. He opened in yep. most markets right around 30 to 1. Uh, I would not be surprised if he's something closer to the 22 to 24 range by the time they tee off on Thursday, just based on his recent play. Uh, seventh in Vegas and uh, shared runner-up honors in Japan. I would think that a lot of people are jumping on Bo Hostler. I don't mind that by any means. I'm going to look to play him in matchups, though. I think there's more value in matchups for Bo Hostler. Has a nice ceiling, but also has a very, very nice floor. And, and so, again, uh, we are we are recording very early in the week, earlier than usual. So a lot of the books don't even have matchups listed yet. I would like Hostler against a Lucas Glover, an Emiliano Grillo, a Chris Kirk, maybe even a Keith Mitchell. Hurts my heart to say that about Mitchell, but Hoffman playing the best golf of his career right now. So uh, I would look to play him against some of those guys where all he's got to do is beat one other player. It doesn't have to beat the entire field. 100%, mate. 13th hole, I've got my bet 365 player finish market, Bo Hostler. It's 29 or better. It's that minus 120, I know. But I, I expect he'll continue his good form. I just don't know if he's going to be able to get over that final hurdle and win. Um, he's, he's one of those players that... Uh, the sliding door moment is massive for him. Uh, it was, was it Houston that he mm-hmm. was going to win quite a few years ago and then he, yep. he got run down by an excitable Englishman uh, <laughs> who, then, who took him out. Um, and I think from that moment, because Bo did everything right that day, you know, like he was one in front, he played the last hole very smart, he put himself on the green and do it, he made a great lag putt and he got the par and then he got beaten, got tied by a long-range birdie and then you know, the nerves hit and et cetera. And, you know, I feel like if the sliding door went the other way, we're probably talking about Bo Hoss, the three-time winner by now. But now we've got zero and the nerves just kick up every single time. Uh, he can absolutely put himself in contention. It's just that last tick over that I worry about. So anything that's top 30 or better for him most weeks is something to look at. And I think that the, the 29 or better at Bet365 is a nice solid play. Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. So I like that. All right, I'm, the next two holes, 14 and 16, I, I've grouped together a couple of players for each of these holes. Uh, I'll go with, uh, for the 14th hole, top 30 plays on a couple of guys that I give a bump to anytime there's going to be win. Now, uh, looking at the Cabo San Lucas area right now, three days ahead of the first round, it looks like wind's gusting to the mid-teens, uh, miles per hour-wise. Um, throughout the entire week. So it's not, uh, this is not hurricane-like conditions, not even like what we saw with Damon winning in uh, Punta Cana or Herbert winning uh, in Bermuda a couple years ago, but there should be some wind. Uh, Tyler Duncan actually playing some really nice golf. He's a guy that I always like to target when the wind is blowing. And then Kevin Tway, not playing some nice golf, but I do like him when there's windy conditions. So again, very conservative top 30 type plays, but a couple guys that anytime starts blowing, I feel like those are guys that actually like those conditions better than some of their fellow competitors. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and as having been there too, it, it doesn't need much wind. It's completely exposed. It doesn't need much wind and it's yeah. going to affect uh, things. So um, to the point where, you know, I know Tiger would love to have the greens like running at 15 if he could, but you just can't do that uh, when you're exposed to, to potential wind uh, that they might get out there. Um, uh, so that's why he sort of got the tears. And it, it's one of those courses that actually is fun as an amateur to play um, because you end up with these long, curving, 
up and down putts off uh, in, on certain greens. You have to sort sort of think, right. but that won't be in his play as much for these pros, obviously, because they very rarely miss the wrong quadrant on approach, etc. But yeah, it'd be, it'd be fun to see how deep they actually go. And I would like at least one day of big win just to test them. Uh, I'm going to go the the fifteenth hole. All right, so these um, I, I feel like as you you know. Lent way too chalky. All my options up the top are all guys that aren't sort of long odds. So I'm going to give you a couple of long shots now. Now, look, do I think they can win the tournament? Very unlikely. So look at them more in your top 40s and top 30s, etc. Because one of them's, what, 300 to 1 to win and one's 400 to 1 to win. But these guys are bombers, like absolute pound the ball. So with that being said, if they decide to have a big week off the tee, and just somewhat decent wedge and putting game, they might be good players at good value for your top 40s, etc. I think you can get sort of three to one top 40. First one is third on tour for driving distance with all drives, Trevor Cohn. Um, mm. and, and then 10th on driving distance across the whole tour, 400 to one to win the tournament, but Brent Grant, um, those two guys, just based purely on their distance, um, and knowing, as I said, that they can spray it a little, and unless they like, there's desert, right? Think of it a desert, but it's sparse. And look, they might get unlucky and end up behind a mini cactus or something. But it's there's plenty of room to get lucky as well, right? So it's it is a flip of the coin if you go out and way out there, uh, but there's still enough openness, including like still construction areas and whatnot, as they're building another course out there, um, that they should theoretically be able to get away with it. So. Yeah, if you're looking for a plus, a plus money top forty option, or even if you like making a uh, parlay for make the cut or something, you want to boost it a little bit. Yep. Maybe one of those guys could be the guy to look at. All right, sixteenth uh, hole. I'm going to go with my top forty plays. Look, I, I just grouped a pair of guys that I like in the wind. You grouped a, a couple of unheralded big hitters. I'm going to go back to the well and and group a couple of guys that tend to play their best golf in tropical locales with inferior fields. And I know we're getting deep into this though. Uh, yeah. Look, there's, there's something to it when you're playing against a, a field and you kind of look around and go, all right, like there's no Rory, there's no Rom, there's no Scotty Scheffler. Like I kind of belong here. All of a sudden it boosts your confidence level a little bit. And again, playing in nicer weather, I don't know, maybe there's something to it, but I'll give you Nate Lashley who's played some decent golf lately and Bryce Garnett, not really played some decent golf lately, but again, these are guys that time and again on these types of golf courses in these types of locations, you know, the seaside windblown hot golf courses that uh, they've played very well over the last half decade or so, maybe longer. So Lashley and Garnett, both for top 40 plays based on that. All right. Yeah. As I said, with, with no course history to go on and um, all the unknowns it is, it's a chance to, grab guys that you like for for whatever reason so yeah um most weeks i like to try to find something i can disagree with you on but it's harder it's harder to do that in a week like this <laughs> all right we've come to the 17th oh my my uh number one outright pick um as i said i do like the chalky guys at the top we've talked about cam young and Digala and uh even obey um as an option um i like lucas herbert as i said uh, but I'm going to go with this 40 to one shot um, because I think that again, big hitter that has shown recently some decent form. In fact, just one recently, and I'm going to go with Luke List as your option at 40 oh, to wow. one. 
this week uh, as an outright again because of uh, I think this actually fits his mould. I think he's playing, quote-unquote, with the old house money, having already won. I think he'll feel zero pressure out there and things could fall into play for Luke List at a 40 to 1. Again, that comes down to I thought he would be lower. Honestly, it's one of those numbers just because he'd recently won that he might be in the 25, 22 region. So it's a more of a value option as amongst all of those names that I've mentioned so far in this podcast. I thought you were taking my guy, Benny. Uh, you were like 90% of the way there. You said, well, this guy's at 40 to 1 or so. Yeah, that's my guy. This guy's a big hitter. I said, yeah, so's mine. Uh, this guy won recently. Oh, wait, no, no. Mine's come close a few times, but he has not won yet on the PGA Tour. If not for a flag stick that was left in back in January, he probably would have gotten into a playoff with John Rahm at the American Express, and who knows what might have happened back then. Since then, Davis Thompson's played some very, very consistent, high-level yeah. golf, top 35 in each in six of his last seven starts, excuse me. Uh, and again, has a nice number. Uh, once again, I know I've said it a few times during this podcast, but I am chasing guys who I like their games. I think there's a decent number next to their names, and I think they're capable of winning on the PGA Tour. It's, you know, it's not much of a strategy, but that's kind of what it boils down to this week is if you've got those things, I'm probably on you this week. Davis Thompson, again, right around the 40 to 45 to 1 range in most books right now. I think he makes a lot of sense. He's good enough to win on the PGA Tour, and uh, like you have mentioned, hitting it a long way should go a long way towards climbing the leaderboard this week, and that's exactly what the 24-year-old does this week. So uh, I think Davis Thompson makes for a really nice play. That's all we got, guys. One more reminder that you can find the Links and Locks Best Bets podcast anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Download, subscribe, rate us, and listen every single week during the entire PGA Tour season. For Ben Everell, I'm Jason Sobel. Good luck with all your bets for this week's Worldwide Technology Championship. Here's hoping you hit the green. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.